Elite Expert Insider, the podcast that educates, inspires, and motivates you to take your business and life to the next level. We would like to thank Audible for supporting Elite Expert Insider. Please go to the link bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. That's bit.ly forward slash Elite Audible. And get a free 30-day trial to show your support. Thank you, Audible. Now to Elite Expert Insider for conversations with industry leaders. Hi, it's Melanie Johnson here along with my fabulous co-host, Jen Foster. Another, there she is with another wonderful episode of uh, Hot Chicks Write Hot Books. We want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe. Please subscribe to us. Please like us. Please share us. Uh, we're happy to send you notes back and uh, subscribe back to you if you have a podcast as well. So please support us and do that. We have a great show for you today. We are here with Pat Lynch. Now, usually we always have authors on, and this is a little different because Pat supports authors in a lot of different ways. She has uh, a women's radio network, and uh, it's really interesting. She's going to tell us all the background behind that. She also started a software program um, called Audio Acrobat, and she has a women's calendar as well that is um, one of the largest calendars. It has over 400,000 people that it reaches out to of women's events. So I really want us to find out how she started this whole network. She was definitely a pioneer. She started before the internet is really what the internet is back in the 90s. Hello. That was like crazy to be able to start something like that then. So Pat, welcome. We're so happy to have you here today. And um, you know, tell us a little bit about where you're from and your background. Well, you'll notice as I start talking that I have a distinctive southern accent that's from Atlanta. I wasn't born in Atlanta, but I spent so much time there I started sounding like that. And uh, being from Houston, uh, you'll appreciate that, Melanie. I, I get asked a lot if I'm from Texas, but no, I'm from a little bit further east. And um, I went there. I I was called to go to Atlanta, and and that's and I met a lot of wonderful teachers and mentors there. I started an advertising, marketing, uh, and PR firm there. It was the first one started by a woman in the South. And I began meeting a lot of authors down there. Uh, Jim Townsend, who is considered to be one of the great Southern editors, is the person who really brought people like Pat Conroy and um, Anne, and I'm blanking on her other two names, um, into prominence. And I know that you must have read that Pat Conroy recently died. So um, I'm happy still to be here. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea to start women's radio. It, it's a, it was an interesting process. I'll have to say that it was a spiritual process. Um, I don't believe that I really liked uh, women as such when I was younger. And um, although I had some really amazing women mentors, that as I got older, I began to see that uh, women in general needed a spokesperson, a, a, a champion, uh, many champions. And uh, it happened that in the process of doing a visualization, I was led to believe that what I needed to do was to give women a greater voice. And I was given some detail about what that should look like. It included 
doing it over a very, very broad area. And when we first got started, you know, we tried to do it. And, and actually, that was people didn't talk about the Internet back then. People talked about being able to syndicate radio. So we started in what might be considered a very traditional way by creating a radio program with a woman host who was a, a medical doctor and then syndicating that all over the US and I would get up at the break of dawn and call radio stations please take our program and uh, and then I would also call on advertisers mm -hmm. Well, that door got closed actually with the 1996 telecommunications act so we kept moving along and the only really open door was the internet and that was just as streaming was beginning so yeah. we actually became the first company to stream for women and we've never quit we just kept on going wasn't and it really expensive to do then? excuse me wasn't it really expensive to do back then I mean streaming was, was <laughs> now it's free and uh, thank you very much for for um, restreaming us one of our guests over there so mad is restreaming us but oh. my gosh it was so I mean it was extremely expensive did you have sponsorship how did you go about doing that I was extremely lucky. It happened that my husband and partner had met Steve Ballmer. He said, if you ever need me, uh, write me. David did and told him that we were beginning this new venture. And so Microsoft gave us streaming credits. They don't use streaming credits anymore, but back then so few people were streaming and it was so expensive that we were so grateful to, to be able to do that and also sent a software to be able to get started. We were very, very lucky. And um, so we just never quit. It hasn't been easy and streaming has had its ups and downs naturally. But we're, we've continued and we will continue. Well, I think it's great that you saw that vision and had that, that desire to have a voice for women. And like you were saying, what they really need is a leader. And so I'm really happy that you stepped up to that because so many women probably look to you and those other people on the radio um, to push their businesses forward or to, to become the women that they are today. Well, interestingly enough, part of what I did when I was in Atlanta helped me help women become hosts or take that step. It's not much different than writing, in a sense, and women are very afraid to do it, and there are good reasons for that in terrestrial radio, on the ground radio. Women were often put on the spot, ask embarrassing questions, not ask the pertinent questions, and women don't like that kind of treatment, so they steered away from that kind of media. It's unfortunate. So we have gone out of our way to help women learn really how to use this medium in a very effective way, and one of the things that helped me do that was that I knew a lot of authors and I would offer to take them on their book tours, their media book tours in Atlanta. And I saw so many of them who just did not know how to talk to people on the radio. They wanted to get everything that they knew squeezed into a two or three or four minute conversation. You just can't do that. So it is a, you have to use every media in a special way. So we, help women out as much as we can. We give outlines to all of our guests, we help all of our hosts, and we give them tips on not only how they can be great hosts and how they can make their guests feel really comfortable and get a great interview, but also how to put that out 
Jen, kind of like you you help the authors do that with their work. Mm -hmm. What are some of the tips, um, you know, I think that's so important in business as well as being a host or being a guest on something is to know your message and hone your story and what you're trying to get out. What are some of the tips you give people, either a, a host and or a guest, to do that? Well, hosting and guesting are, are slightly different. I think that some hosts would rather be a guest because they want to be the star. Actually, the guest is supposed to be the star and the host is supposed to be a prop. And I tell my guests that. I'll say, I'm really just here to support you. The reason I ask questions is really to give you someone to bounce things off. Otherwise, it'd just be a monologue. It wouldn't be quite as interesting. But you're the star and so it's your message that's important and if I feel like people are having and I usually try and talk with my guests before we get started and if I feel like that they are scattered or they have such a big message they can't get to the one thing as they say in city slickers what's the one thing right. then um, I'll ask them that is there one thing that if you died after you did this that you would want people that you would say well I've done my job at least I got that one thing across and and almost always people can come to that pretty quickly and they say yes I know and so I said okay so weave that one thing into whatever you're going to say and just keep that one thing in the top of your mind and that's what you will deliver then people ease up a bit and they actually realize that, that now they've been given the opportunity to talk about the thing they, they, they like the most. And then they can get into their passion. Radio and television for that matter, and Melanie, you've been on, you start, you've had TV, you've probably coached oodles and oodles of people. It's a, they're emotional mediums. People come there, they want to see how you feel about things. They want to hear your passion. They want to hear your enthusiasm uh, or your angst or whatever it is. It's an emotional medium and it reaches the emotional center of the brain. And if you, for, if you don't play to that or if you don't know that uh, and you're just reciting facts and figures, you, you're not going to reach your audience effectively. Yeah, I think the story is so important. Wouldn't you say, Jen, to have not just facts and figures, but to relate with a story? Right, and that's what, like what you're saying, Pat, is when you relate with the story, then you tie in those emotions, and you can share your message to get the person listening to feel those emotions. Absolutely, and storytelling is so ancient, and I think that we tend to forget that, that we think that we... Uh, whether we're giving a speech or we're in the media, that it has to be tight and um, that the grammar is important and so forth. That really, it, you're so right. It's about telling a story that is going to convey a feeling to someone. This happened to me, or mm -hmm. this happened to a group of people, or I was there when the bomb went off, or this is how I felt about it and this is what I saw and it made me feel this way whatever whatever that story is and it could be very a very gentle story it it's all about the feeling Mm -hmm. That's one of the things we teach um, for people to get their content out to create and write a book. We call it the 10 by 3 by 3 and it's the 10 most frequently asked questions maybe you get in your business or about your story. 
and but then you have to go back and give real life examples. So if you're always getting asked, uh, you know, what's the most important thing you should know about women's radio, but then you go back and say, well, one of my hosts did this and this and this and illustrate what that important thing was and go back and tie it in because people relate to those stories whether um, when you're creating a book especially it doesn't even have to be your personal story you can recant a story of someone else I was listening to a story of, about Gandhi and a young child today to get a point about leadership across and it was so true you know it was a story not about the person that was trying to get it across but it gave the same impact so it's just using that illustration and story. It's so important. Um, tell us more about how many um, host radio channels do you have on your network? You know, that's a really good question. I don't think I know the current number, but it's um, uh, we have dozens and dozens of hosts. And interestingly enough, when I began, I I really knew what would help people do the best. So I required that and what I've learned over now a couple of decades is that people have their own lives, they have things that they want to accomplish. So we've given people who come to be host so much more flexibility. So some people are there maybe once and some people are there every week. So it, it, it varies and the number varies depending on how people are inspired to come and do their work. Now, how many or how do they become a host? Oh, that's really, really easy, and we've gotten that down. I mean, after we've done it for almost twenty some odd years now, we've made that process really easy. It's actually up on the website, so anyone who is even the least bit interested ought to check it out. Also, you can apply to be a host there. So, if you go to womensradio.com, look look up in the top right section of the uh, screen. Uh, you will see a tab that is marked host now. It gives you a chance to see some of the current hosts, um, the most frequently asked questions as you were talking about before, and then how to get started. And then it will help you it, step by step go through that. If anybody has a problem, then we have a really wonderful support team and they're available either by phone or by email. Is there a cost associated with it or is it just offered to anyone? Is there an interview process? How do you decide? Well, we do we do look over the applications and we feel like it has to fit within our content area. And our content area was made up that long ago and still draws the audience that we want. And, and Melanie, you know content, I say content is queen mm -hmm. uh, because the content is everything and it'll draw your audience. So one of the things we decided in the beginning, for instance, is that we didn't believe that you could be all things to all women. So we narrowed our scope down to what we call women leaders, women who are 40 to 65 and who over 51% of them are entrepreneurs, around 25% are executives and corporations and the rest are leading not-for-profits, governmental agencies and educational institutions. So we're going after a large audience but still we've narrowed it down to the people that we feel when they get good information can turn around and influence a lot of other people. So we still get that audience even though it's been a long time and the original people, the original audiences who were there, they've gotten older and moved along but the people who've come in have those same qualities. So we we looked at some research that was done by a wonderful gentleman. His name is Paul Ray. And he and his wife, Sherry Anderson, Dr. Sherry Anderson, 
wrote this wonderful book called Cultural Creatives. And that's a term that he coined, and he used to tell me that he said, think of it as you and 10 of your best friends in the 60s. He said, now that group of people represent a large portion of the population. 20 years ago, that was 25%. Now it's much greater. I'm, I'm not sure of the percentage now. And they influence uh, well over 50% of the population. And so the content that and most of those are women, and most of those are women in this category that we chose. So he was excited, I was excited, because I was proving out his research, and his research confirmed the choices that we were making for content areas. And so it includes health at the very top of the list. And I can tell you, we'd love to have more, more women hosts, in fact, more men hosts, too, that are going to talk about any area of health. And um, you also asked me, I don't want to get too, too far and not address this issue. We don't charge hosting fees. Not only that, but um, you can, we encourage people to put their content out as broadly as possible. That helps. And uh, Jen, I think that you probably give the same advice. Yes, yeah. What, what you're talking about, Pat, is making sure that when you do broadcast and when you do record that, um, podcast or radio show or whatever you want to call it, that you put that everywhere like you were talking about before, syndicated. Well, you can syndicate online, so you want to make sure that you put that radio show on womensradio.com and Google, hang, you know, Google.com and YouTube.com and all the places, iTunes and Stitcher and all the places that people listen. Right. Now, we have never, ever, ever tried to get anyone's copyright. We knew from talking with authors especially, that their copyrights were really sacred to them and there was no need for us to have their copyrights. Now other sites are not the same. If you, if you don't pay them, then they will claim your copyright, which is true to, of YouTube to some extent. So people should definitely check. If they care about their copyrights, they should definitely check sites before they uh, agree to go forward with them. But we don't do that. So uh, people are safe with us. Uh, we do use a tool that we created that's one of the best tools on the market. It's called Audio Acrobat, and we do ask our uh, hosts to use that tool. That, in that way, uh, the audio sounds pretty consistent all the way through. You don't have things that are scratchy in one place and clear in another, or too high, too low, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it sounds more professional. And then we've designed our site so that everybody looks really good and it you don't just have a little button that somebody can click on you actually see pictures and read a little bit about probably the guest uh, read something about the host and you and we always provide in all of the interviews that I do we always provide links for our guests so we try to make our guests a star in everything that we do and we encourage all of our other hosts to do that it is an aggregating radio website. That means we aggregate radio hosts. So uh, it's not like real radio, and we don't pay people fees, and we don't keep their copyrights. Let me ask you this for anyone who has any type of business. Give us your tips on how you promote women's radio. What are your um, things that have worked best for you in marketing and things that uh, you wouldn't do again for your format? <laughs> I wouldn't do again. Well, 
we'll have to leave that for a minute. When I began, considering that we didn't have a, a lot of capital to begin, just a teeny little bit, one of the things that I felt was very effective was to actually get out and meet women. So we did that by becoming a media partner for lots of women's organizations and attending their conferences and meeting women and introducing them to what we were doing. And then, of course, reporting on the things that we saw there on women's radio and sending that out more broadly. And then, as you, you know, the Internet has changed a lot, and one of the players that has made probably the biggest difference in how we do what we do is Google, because Google makes the rules, basically. And so consequently, we used to allow a lot of contributing editors, which I really, really liked, but then Google changed its rules, and if you had any copy up that was identical to copy on anybody else's site, they rated both sites down, and it would have been very difficult for us to have the high rating that we had acquired and that we wanted to keep. So we unfortunately had to let our contributing editors go. Now Google has changed again. So we are working. Now we've changed our software. So now we have to go back and restructure our software so we can invite those contributing editors to come back and do some other things with women's radio that we have wanted to do. Um, did I answer all your questions, Melanie? I'm not sure. I think so. Well, how do you um, do? You, so you strictly market on the internet with women's radio. Uh, yes and no. We still do media partnerships, and part of those partnerships include getting ads in those programs, uh, having having our guest also. We have guest agreements so that the guest, we teach our guests how to be a good guest by being able to use, put it out, their interview out through their websites and their social media. So it's a spiraling up kind of process and it's uh, each one teach one basically and so it goes out in many many ways certainly through social media and, but also on the ground through um, other media when we uh, align with them to uh, cooperate in a way. I like what you say because it's really it is the internet and we think about so broad but then it's personal relationships as well is getting out there do the old school meet the people shake the hands and um, create those uh, personal relationships I think sometimes people forget about that so that was really great that's that's true and you know everything that goes around comes around and one of the things that's coming back back around is the ability to get out and meet people individually uh, the social media, the millennials have started moving away from social media. They're bored with it. It's too much, et cetera, et cetera. I feel that way too. <laughs> I'm far from being a millennial, but <laughs> um, the social media is big. Uh, but I think that it's lost some of its power. So people are now looking away. Well, what else can we do? What else can we do? Mm -hmm. And uh, we're doing that too. That's great. Tell us more about the Adobe or Acrobat. What is it called? <laughs> Audio, Audio Acrobat. Audio Acrobat. Yes. Audio Acrobat. Tell us more about that. Well, it is an audio and video streaming tool. We named it actually before we could do video streaming, and that video streaming was the thing to do. And um, but we can do both, and it allows you to take, for instance, this broadcast and when you've recorded it you can actually upload it into Audio Acrobat 
which is wonderful. And Audio Acrobat gives you really, really good quality audio as well. In fact, we do, or I do, all of my interviews over the telephone. And it will actually enhance the voice quality. It'll make it sound better than if that guest had called into a radio studio. So it's, the quality is really, really good in that sense. And then it has a lot of tools that make other pieces of marketing on the internet much easier. So it can instantly create, the, it's called an RSS URL that allows you to do a podcast when you're doing a podcast. Uh, it does that for you automatically so then you can put it in iTunes and hundreds and hundreds of other podcasting sites and still most of the podcasting sites I know anything about are free so that's just like hundreds of thousands of people you can reach out to and it doesn't cost you any money it does take a little bit of your time but the other part of what they can do when they use this tool is that they can go in and they can change the podcast and it'll change the audio universally uh, where they have put that out so if they've been able to put it down on other sites or in other podcast directories, and it'll automatically update as they update their podcast, which is really a nice feature. Then there, um, I still call them sizzle lines, but I, th I think we've renamed it. I can't quite remember the new name that they've come up with. But we, we provide, we have telephony or telephone lines and that's how we're able to record over the telephone but those same telephone lines allow people to make a recording and then allow and publicize that number and allow hundreds or thousands of people to come and hear whatever they're uh, putting out. This is especially good for authors as, as it happens who are going on a book tour. So let's say that they are making a national book tour and they want everyone to know their schedule and they want to update it daily. You can do that with this tool. So it has a lot of really, really useful tools, especially for authors. I love what you said about how podcasting is really a free platform. You have the opportunity to reach hundreds of thousands up to millions of people and it's really for free. Um, Jen and I have now offered a service through Elite Online Publishing where we'll create, do all the technical stuff, create the podcast for you, do the opening and the closing for you and upload your episodes. So you just have to do the creative part because we just believe in the platform so much. It's such a great way to, to reach out to people and to use it as an advertising and marketing tool. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit. I'm curious about your women's calendar. Um, it reaches so many people, and I'm sure uh, we reach a lot of women here with Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast that they may be interested in posting their events on your calendar, especially since you have such a broad reach. Tell us how they do that and the start of the calendar and what it does. Well, we've had women's calendar for about 15 years, and one of the reasons that we started it is because when I did get involved with women's organizations to promote women's radio, we found out that women were women's organizations were very insular. They didn't coordinate with other organizations. Consequently, they would put big important events on top of each other. Now, interestingly, one of the facts about our audience is that they are members of three or more organizations. So that's one of the reasons that we reached out to women's organizations because we knew, knew that they were housing our audience. Well, the organizations, though, didn't realize that their members were probably also members in another organization, and they uh, were always competing. 
trying to uh, get their members to go over here and the others to get them to go over there. So with Women's Calendar, it gave women's organizations for the first time a chance to coordinate and cooperate. And that's actually had that effect. I'm really, really happy about that. Very recently, we completely redesigned Women's Calendar. And now you can put really pretty pictures in there. You can uh, logos, etc. You can add audio and video, and it is free to everyone. It that wasn't true when we began, but we've opened it up. It really benefits authors because authors are always either going to be speaking at organizations to promote their point of view and mention their book, or they're actually going on a book tour. So now you can put all of your dates on the calendar. This is obviously true for women's organizations, so anyone who's listening, I bet you're members of lots of organizations too, and this is free, and it's a very highly rated site. And I tell people, you know, if nothing else, we're going to push you up to Google search engines. That's the worst that can happen, and it's free. So, and did you hear that, everybody? So, if you have an event that uh, it's a women's organization, a women's business event, um, anything to do with women, right, Pat? If you're well, women, if you're trying to reach a women's audience, for instance, like uh, Consumer Electronics Show, can post their events. The National Association of Broadcasters can post their events. So it doesn't. It could be the Organic Association. It could be anything. Uh, but we can have them reach women leaders. Great. Well, if you have anything, I think they can reach you at womenscalendar.com. Is that right? Yeah, a good email address. Yes, you can reach us through any one of our websites. Any one of them. We are, we have a great support team, and if you write uh, support at any one of those websites, you'll get us. If you need to reach me directly, uh, you can write me at pat at women, w-o-m-e-n-corp-c-o-r-p.com and that'll come to me. All right, and then give us the other websites that they can find uh, Women's Radio and everything else that you do. Sure. So womensradio.com, womenscalendar.com, and audioacrobat.com are part of that company. Great. We'll go ahead and put those on the screen for when we replay this on iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube Live. Thank you very much. And we're really, really happy to be introduced to you guys to know what you're doing to help authors and to cooperate with you and your authors. I think that's going to be very, very exciting. Yep. We're here to help authors either go on a retreat and write your book or we work with you one-on-one -on -one to get your book written. Um, and now we'll offer a podcast service as well where you can upload. We'll upload your podcast for you after you do the creation of it. So we want to encourage you to check out Women's Radio, check out uh, womenscalendar.com and get your events loaded up there. Um, Pat, we just can't thank you enough. We want to um, remind everyone to subscribe to Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast, to um, like us, subscribe to us, and share. Um, we are sponsored by Elite Online Broadcasting and BookWritingRetreats.com. Thank you, Pat, so much for joining us today. We got a bunch of information, and I think it was really helpful and encouraging and inspiring to women. To uh, We hope some of our viewers will end up being one of your hosts or guests on Women's Radio. And I hope they all will. That would Thank be you so much. <laughs> Thank you both. I really appreciate being here with you. 
Well, we'll see you next time on Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast. Thanks. For more information about us, go to EliteOnlinePublishing.com. To get your free book, The Accomplishment and Success Story Starter, simply text your name and email to 832-572-5285. That's 832-572-5285. We'd also like to thank Audible for supporting Elite Expert Insider. To get your free 30-day trial, please go to bit dot ly forward slash elite audible that's bit dot ly forward slash elite audible and get your free 30-day trial to show your support thank you audible